Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 812. We're looking at Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Let's read the passage. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, You also go into my vineyard, and I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went. About noon and about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then about five, he went and found others standing around and said to them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they said to him. You also go into my vineyard, he told them. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, Call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired about five came, they each received one denarius. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more, but they also received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner. These last men put in one hour, and you made them equal to us, who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. He replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So the last we first, and the first last. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in the section where they're on the journey to Jerusalem. They finished the ministry in Galilee and are now heading toward Jerusalem for the final confrontation with the religious leaders. And Jesus has been telling his disciples that he's going to go, be abused, be executed, but then rise from the dead. He arrived in this area there, in the area near Jericho, and he began healing people that he had the encounter with the Pharisees, where they asked him the question about divorce. Then he had the episode with the little children. He blessed them, even though the disciples didn't want them to go near him. But he said, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Then we saw the rich man who came and asked what he had to do to get eternal life. Jesus said they needed to sell everything, donate it to the poor, and then follow him. Then he made the comment that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples, Peter as a spokesman, then said, well, what about us? We've left everything. And that's where Jesus told the story about the 100-fold increase for whatever you may have left to follow Jesus. Then he said that many who are first will be last, and the last first. That brings us to chapter 20. Now he tells this parable, and this is connected to the previous section. So this parable is explaining what he has just talked about, where the last thing he said was this hundredfold reward for things you had left to follow him. So chapter 20, verse 1. 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. So the kingdom of heaven is like. This is a parable which is explaining the kingdom of heaven. He's going to explain how this landowner operates and say that's the way God works with the kingdom of heaven. And when Jesus tells parables where there's a landowner, that generally represents God. So he goes to the marketplace to hire day laborers. And he agrees to pay each of them a denarius. A denarius is a, the amount of money which is considered a fair wage for a day's work. He hires the workers and sends them into his vineyard. Verse 3. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, You also go into my vineyard. I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went. We assume they started about 6 a.m. with the first group of workers. So now it's roughly three hours later. Here's other day laborers standing there. And some translations say they are idle. But that, that sounds like a criticism. But no, nobody's hired them yet. So they're available to work. Now, we assume he hired the laborers he needed with the first group. So these additional workers, we don't know if he needs them because he didn't get enough for the first batch or if this is just purely out of generosity. And he says, I'll give you whatever is right. He doesn't define what that is. Verse 5, about noon. And about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then about five, he went and found others standing around and said to them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they said to him. You also go into my vineyard, he told them. So he goes at 6 a.m., hires a group. Then he goes at 9 a.m., hires another group. Then at noon, another group. 3 o'clock, another group. Then 5 o'clock, another group. And the group that he goes to last, the group at five o'clock, he says, why aren't you working? They said, nobody's hired us. We're left to wonder, are these the least desirable workers that there are? And that's the reason that nobody has hired them. Doesn't say. Verse eight, when evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired at about five came, they each received one denarius. The denarius is a full day's pay. That's what he had agreed to pay the ones he hired at 6 a.m. Verse 10. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more, but they also received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner. These last men put in one hour. You made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. Well, we can identify with this. This just doesn't seem right. If you want to give everybody a bonus, that's fine. But to pay the people who only worked an hour the same amount that you paid the guys who worked 12 hours, that just doesn't seem right. And that's what we're seeing through chapter 19 and 20 is turning the value system on its head. 
there is the world's value system, and then there is God's value system. Verse 13, he replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So was anybody actually wronged here? No. They agreed to work the day for a denarius. And the man is free to pay those that only work an hour a denarius. But we step back and say it doesn't seem fair based on our worldly understanding of you get paid for how you work. But remember the first sentence, the kingdom of heaven is like. So this is not really describing commerce. This is describing how God operates in the kingdom of heaven. Now, curious, the uh, actual literal translation of this statement, are you jealous because I'm generous, literally translates as, is your eye evil because I am good? And that comes from this idea of the evil eye, which uh, can cause trouble. But the understanding is it's jealousy because of his generosity. Then verse 16, so the last will be first and the first last. Now he reversed the order from last time where he said the first will be last and the last first, but it's the same effect. But he's turning things around. The value system that we understand does not apply with what God does. The worldly values are that you're rewarded based on the amount of work. But God's values, he rewards based on his grace. And the good thing is we don't get what we deserve. You think about what we actually deserve from God. Well, we deserve eternity in hell. But we get his love and gifts. Now, some want to say this story is really addressing the Jews who have been the people of God for a long time and the Gentiles who are the newcomers. Or some say it may actually be addressing the 12 disciples who are the original followers of Christ versus the latter followers of Christ. Or is it talking about moral people in the late edition of the sinners and tax collectors? I don't know that there's any of those actually behind the story here. The point being is that God's value system in rewarding is not based on our value system. Anybody who enters the kingdom of heaven because they've come to faith in Jesus Christ will receive eternal life. Now remember earlier, the question from the rich man was, what do I need to do to receive eternal life? So question here is, is this dealing with rewards in heaven or is this just dealing with salvation, eternal life? Now, there are some New Testament passages which imply that there will be degrees of reward in heaven. So that's where I think this is just dealing with the idea of salvation. Eternal life itself is a gift from God. And regardless of when you come to God, everybody gets that same gift, eternal life. But 
We also need to keep in mind that he's been turning things on their head as far as our understanding of the way God should work based on our understanding of worldly values. So even the idea of rewards in heaven, be careful that we don't apply our own value system of, I will be rewarded based on the work I've done for God, and it will be like pay. God operates a system of grace and love, and based on his own definition of what is right. And what God defines to be right is right. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.